So we just finished watching the 2018 Australian film The Nightingale, um, written and directed by a Queenslander whose name eludes me now, set in 1825 um, in Tasmania, before it was Tasmania, on the verge of the Black War, which is now recognised essentially as a genocide. Um, what was everyone's initial impressions of the film? We'll start with Dan. Powerful. Uh, a lot happened. Um, I have a, a deeper critique that I might say for a bit later, um, but I I enjoyed it. It was educational. Connor. Um. Yeah, I enjoyed the film. I think it's interesting. So the, <clears throat> this author, as uh, so this director, previously directed the Babadook. Um, a very well-renowned um, horror film set in Australia, and I think you can see some of the the horror elements come out throughout the film. But it's um, it's much more. It's obviously not a horror. It's a thriller. It's historical drama. Um, it's a revenge film. It's um, mythic in some proportions. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was um, a very well-made film. Finn. Yeah, like I'm obviously pro that that movie too. It had these moments that really just gripped you and didn't let you go for 15, 20 minutes at a time. And then just like the rest of it was nicely paced and just find yourself really invested in in the main character's story. And yeah, like you really want that villain to get his, you know? That's true, mate. Seven? Yeah, I think... um 
one of the most traumatic films I've seen in terms of what's actually portrayed on screen. Mm. I'm not sure I've seen a film, like I said, that has like a sequence like that sequence in it when um, her husband and her baby are taken from her. Spoilers alert. But, um, and there's obviously other moments in the film which are, which in other films would stand alone and be terrible. But in that film, like you're, you're almost desensitized to it by the end and expecting it. Um, which I think, you know, when this was, um, I've mentioned before, when this was screened at the Sydney Film Festival, about 30 film goers worked, walked out after that scene, um, in the cabin. So they were basically, and uh, there was, there's one quote that's online you can read. I think it's on IMDb. That's basically like someone yelled out, like she'd already been raped and she's raped three times or 20 minutes into the film. So, you know, I think the author's, um, the author and the director's response to that was like, it's a historically correct depiction of what happened at that time in Tasmania and for that point probably in the wider Australia but we, I think we all know Tasmania was especially bad and you know to really give that time and that story justice um, those kind of stories needed to be portrayed and I think um, she's come out and said that the film was made um, in consultation with Tasmanian elders um, which I think there is actually a small indigenous population that still exists in Tasmania um, even if they live on the mainland. So, and they gave their stamp of approval to the film in that it was accurate and in how Indigenous people were betrayed and obviously the convict thing, I'm sure convicts were treated horribly as well. So, you know, I think that kind of critique of the film is, whilst it's not everyone's cup of tea and we're not all asking everyone to sit down and watch it, it's not like a film I'd recommend to my mum, for example. Um, it's like it's a historically accurate film so from that perspective I don't really see how you could have a critique of it that it's like too brutal or you know too real yeah it's not like the soldiers would have been like well she's been raped so we're gonna leave her here like well yeah I don't think there's any I don't think there's any any one of us here is calling for for something that is something that it should be it's too brutal for film or it's too mm. brutal for text it's um you know the depictions of life um you know whether it happened exactly that way it's not an exaggeration of the possibilities of and or and or possibly or likely the the realities um of life especially historical life and i don't think we're any advocate of um sanitizing things for a broader audience um if that's the that's the role you want to take obviously it's not a popcorn film um the directors and the writers would come into this knowing this that this is a um, heavy, impactful, um, draining film, and um, applause to the you know the producers for backing something like that because it's not going to have commercial appeal. Um, but it's a but it's a great movie. So Dan, what did you think about her character arc in terms of her initial response to bare arms, grab the horse, get the track up, we need to go everything million miles a minute to kind of her response in the last half an hour of the film where she doesn't seem like she wants blood and there's that scene at the end when she goes in and confronts him. How did you find her arc and what's your take on it? Well, first I'm surprised by the leading question and not the open question. I hope I just get, <laughs> what did you think of the movie? You know, what did you think of this particular component? Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, that, that that's interesting. That's... I would say that was the only part of the movie that was even somewhat kind of surprising um, and, and it was 
was good, I guess. It was a bit of a surprise. I, I just the way I think of it is, if if you're sitting in your office and someone like knocks on your door, I don't have an office, but if they did and they said like you've got three hours to write a movie, start writing a movie, that'd be the dream. But the, you go, okay, fuck, like I'm gonna write a comedy because that's just way too hard. I can't do that in three hours. Even a drama's, like, that's going to be a bit tough in three hours. Let's just do an action kind of horror movie in three hours because it's pretty simple. I just do... The baddie does some real horrific shit in the first third. He gets... He or she gets away and then the rest of the movie is chasing the baddie and then in the final scene, they catch the baddie. That's a pretty easy movie to do. It's probably the easiest movie there is to do. And then what makes this movie a bit complicated or a bit complex is that some very full-on stuff happens, like the, the opening scenes are as horrific as you could imagine and a lot of the film is horrific as you could imagine and it's not imagining because, as you point out, unquestionably a lot of this stuff did happen. The, the, the problem I have is I go, well, there's a difference between the purpose or the point of a film and a point of a documentary. A point of a film ultimately is to entertain the point of a documentary is to inform. So what was the point of this film? Was it to entertain or was it to inform? If it's a film and not a documentary, it should be to entertain, not to inform. So just because these things happened and just because they're accurate doesn't justify them being in a film. Maybe it's even lazy filmmaking to just say, oh, well, it happened and, you know, this stuff's a bit full on and I've just written a simple plot but I've put some historical stuff. But then I go, mm, that kind of interpretation is a bit basic because nobody goes to see documentaries where everybody goes to see films. So the question is, is it appropriate that this kind of historical education should happen in a film, not just in a documentary? Because no one's going to go watch pop, go buy popcorn and watch a documentary, but they will do that to a movie. So should, should we be making movies like this that, that the plot's pretty simple? It's a straight action thriller movie. Baddie does something, we chase him and we get him in the end. But throughout, we put, you know, the, the, the first scene is, is as basic as you can get. Like, like, if you said to someone, what's the most horrific, reasonable scene you could write? Person gets raped and they see their family murdered in front of them. And then you chase after the person who did that. But the justification... So, so my starting point is, that's a shit film. But the justification is, these things happened and we need to know about these things so we don't do them in the future, but also just so we know about them. So therefore, is it a good film or is it a bad film? I think in the end it's a good film, but whether we need films to do this and not documentaries, I don't know if as a white male I can make that decision. Who can make that decision, I don't know, but I don't know if I can. Okay, so... I'll now actually answer Stephen's question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I also had an answer. I think the I think, well, look, not not so over. To, I think that's a great point, Dan. I don't think it necessarily answered Stephen's question, which was more about the character and their transition between the position of the start of the film and the position they ultimately reached at the end of the film. We'll go back to that. <laughs> and I think, um, look, I think that's what sets it apart from the sort of basic script that Danny's talking about in the sense that the character definitely does have a character arc and it's the middle the middle third of the film is not just it's not just scenery time it's not just um, extending out it's not just having additional but, access but what is it other than a few dream sequences? 
Well, it's, it's, it's as Stefan was alluding to um, in the question is that it's a change from a... She has a change of perspective, ultimately. So she kills she, a guy and all of a sudden she decides I don't like killing guys. Well, it's, it's that she, she has a realisation. She has a realisation that she's going out for revenge. She gets revenge on one of the parties and she has a realisation that it hasn't made her life any better. It hasn't made um, herself feel any better. Um, she begins to witness sort of um, the atrocities um, committed against other people um, that that has a framework on her that um, places an initial framework on her mind and she starts to see that um, the look at the end of the day maybe it's more about agency than revenge and then at the end of the, at the, at the end she takes her agency she doesn't commit revenge against the lieutenant um, she says her piece um, she says her position she realises that doing anything else is only going to hurt herself and she walks out um, and I think that's a that's a transition that's that's the that's her story arc and um, certainly if it if it were absent and if she had have just walked in there and murdered him um, then it's something much more akin to you know an action film or something like but that if I she mean, walks in and murders him it's a Robert Rodriguez yeah. Quentin Tarantino film it's like yeah. but the whole yeah the, the film's tone is completely different but so the the agency versus revenge discussion is interesting and those are sophisticated terms to to kind of intellectualise the conversation but is it is it is that much higher than the year 11 teacher that told us the best I'm not even year 11 the year 7 teacher that told us the best way to get back at the bullies is not to go after them for revenge but to live a good life like is that is that all we learn but is but is is but, 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 but the teacher wrong yeah <laughs> but, but are, are basic truths any less true oh yeah okay alright that's, that's yeah, I think fair. I think the that. film I think the film poses a pretty like straightforward question and then it answers it with her character arc just, so does does that make it a good film that's not what I mean. I thought it was a good film for more reasons than that. Okay. And I actually wanted Does to. Does that make it a good plot? I thought the plot was good. Just because it's a common plot, someone does something terrible to another person, person seeks revenge, person along the way has a journey of self actualization. I don't think that's a bad plot. I mean, look, the argument that that I'm effectively advancing is that because someone's done it before doesn't mean it's good. Obviously it doesn't wear because all plots have been done before. Yeah, exactly. I suppose... And this is a unique story in like the well, setting, the characters so, involved. I mean, that's, that's my argument, is the way... The, the involvement of convicts rather than just having the Aboriginal against white settler. Well, I've so, seen a lot so, of films about Tasmania and uh, early convicts. So, you, so you throw out a weak plot line or a standard plot line and then you're able to jazz it up a bit but it's historical and it's like new perspectives. It's standard and, like, are we, What's we, and also, um, we... a warrior's journey is like <laughs> a classic story, yeah. and it's still. I just don't really want to talk it. about this topic anymore. But um, <laughs> getting back to what Dan was saying, you made a point about the documentary versus film thing. Um, I think that's a massive oversimplification oh. of film for the for the pure reason that you it completely overlooks the dynamic that like powerful characters have and like the connection you have with a film so if you have a connection with a documentary it's essentially like the classic argument of like it's numbers on the page like it's just another figure you're just another statistic and that's kind of what documentaries do they fail to like engage you on like a personal level whilst films can tell similar story arcs engage with similar historical perspectives sure they have more range to be like a little bit 
well, you know, a little bit, a little bit shit with the facts. Well, documentaries but, are limited by but, what you've filmed, and but you feel by what you know the things so, you can feel from that film and feel from that character is so much more interesting and so much more engaging than a documentary ever could have told of that so, so period the, in Tasmania. The only way you can ever measure success is by what was something's purpose or intention, that same thing, purpose, let's say, and did they meet that purpose? So I, I appreciate that it's simplistic to say documentary's purpose is to inform, film's purpose is to entertain. But do we think films have a purpose beyond simply entertaining? Yes. So we think, and, and I don't have an opinion on it. Well, I do, uh, but well, I'm not. They so, definitely so do. We of think, course they do. Well, so this is my point. And the is purpose of conveying films, the purpose of the author, of the auteur. Of the yeah, but, but should an auteur's purpose in fiction, which this is, it's like, historically want. based, but it's fiction, should it ever be beyond entertaining? Like, just, well, like, I think you can inform person, but I think ultimately, when you're in the fiction landscape, all you should be doing is entertain. Because we have documentaries to inform and we have schools to inform. I think films schools. should just be... <laughs> <laughs> I think films should just um, be Is this a deep state? Yeah, because no, one, yeah, no one in a documentary ever had an agenda. Uh, yeah. Hey, I, I, I'm not disputing that. But I'm saying at the end, at the end, like every documentary's role should be, it should be to entertain in a way, sure. But its end goal should be to inform, and a film's end goal should be to entertain. But then the question becomes: I think so many films are made process, not trying to entertain. I agree they are, but do, are we okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, if that's the end thing, I think we're all. I think all three of us are okay with that. You might not be. You seem to not be for some weird reason, but. <laughs> So, no, so then do you no, want to no, jump, do you want to throw some wood on that fire? I'm not saying I'm against that, but so, so, <laughs> so we're okay where we live in a world where fiction informs fact. We're okay with that. Jesus it's Christ. not necessarily saying it's so, okay. It's saying that it has a broader purpose than just entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's more just like tell a compelling story, whether or not it's... Exactly, like, entertain. Yeah. Um, like, entertain what, it's so bad it's such yeah, a basic yeah it's a shit word, word. <laughs> like, it's shit word when you're using that word you're just kind of like we can just do whatever we want and make well, it yeah, right, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll like the film is so story. powerful like, no, it's a match it's, it's a compelling story and the elements are, that, are, that are historically but, so, accurate so, so also it's a compelling add story to, add to the fact why, that it's compelling why is it a compelling story because it's a revenge tale in like a historically because accurate it's, like setting it's and, and in the way that film works in where a protagonist and you put yourself in the shoes of the protagonist you experience something that you that I have personally haven't experienced in a film before have, you, have you had a scene where uh, have you uh, name me another movie where the protagonist gets raped multiple times has her husband and wife murdered um, child yeah sorry husband and child murdered um, but so just because it's never been done makes it good. Like if the producer said to you, I'm not saying it's, you've got half an hour no, of my script no, and you need to film something, you'd be like, okay, main character gets raped and family gets murdered. No, he's, like, is he's that saying hard? it's done. It's difficult? done well and it's done compelling and it's a good film because but, of those elements. But is it done well and is it done compelling just because? Like it's historically accurate. We use the term historically accurate because I don't use the term historically accurate. The film is historically accurate. The film is historically accurate in the sense that like at some time in the history of this state, this probably happened. Unquestionably it did. Why do you hate women? Unquestionably all this happened. But I don't think it's enough to just say this film's good because it reflects something that happened. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. We're saying every, more than that. Everyone is saying more than that. I'm not saying that the every film. The techniques in it were like amazing. Landscape beautiful. The film was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, the cinematography is incredible. The script you were like, holy was shit! I'm in another world. The script was good. Oh, the script saying, was um, good. Like you couldn't have. Re- 
written that script. I couldn't hear the script. I the couldn't scene. hear the script because I had you making banking executive <laughs> jokes at the time. The really serious things. I think I think what we're talking about is just because it's unique is does not make it good. That's obviously one hundred percent true. But if there is something, <laughs> but if there is something that is unique, that has some props in the so sense. So what that was unique though? Because someone had the balls to film it once. Yeah, definitely. Who's that last Like, like, like all these things that happen in the movie. And and it is and and whoops. So I come back to my starting. You're question. way more solid. Than I yesterday. come back to my starting question. Should these things be in movies to teach us these lessons? As a white man, I don't think I can make the call. Going with this conversation, I don't know. Um, where you're taking this. Test. Yeah, I don't, I don't get think to I see can that. Make the call. I think other people need to make the call of do we need to know these lessons in film? That's all I'm asking. Did you bring that? I don't know what you just asked. I was going to say, I think we've got Canadian Club at the back as well. Um, okay, so let's go through it. What do we think of the, the performance of the actors? Zan? I thought they were great. I, th- like, yeah, I thought the... Um, what do we think of the main character? Do you think she was a good actress? Yeah, I, she thought, was she was I yeah, thought she was the best. Yeah, she was the best. Yeah. I think she was the best actor. In fact, yeah. best she performer did, in the film. She did like yeah. vitriol and, and just kind of like bubbling hatred really nicely. And that was like... A big chunk of her, her character Yeah she that. She flipped and flopped yeah. Between like Two different people almost And did both of them Really really well Between what Revenge and remorse Yeah we kind of had this Like traumatised Beaten down woman In some scenes That's like having the nightmares And like Just trying to get through the day And then in other scenes It's like this empowered like, like snarling at Yeah people, like, like yeah. Her face is covered with blood Like oh, that's I just thought it was like it was a hard role to do in that it wasn't the same thing all the time. It was really complex. Like, but, it was but, a complex I mean, just character. Just because it's hard doesn't mean it's good. Am I right? I'm I'm right. right. <laughs> You're preaching from my hemshade. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just because they did everything. And, I don't, and I don't think your criticism of Billy is... Like, I'm not sure. I, I thought he was good. I thought he oh, was do you want to put it on the pod? Can we put really it on the side? I thought, I thought Billy was an amazing actor. Oh, okay. So no, but, 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 like, like, seriously, what part... But it took me a while to realise that... As an indigenous man, he was playing a a white culture, like a white language and a white pretensions that he was not familiar with, and he actually did that very well because he and was I meant to feel after. He got sure. better as the film got went on. But his acting. What, is, what does that mean though? Because the film isn't filmed chronologically. How do you know? So, well, I suppose it, <laughs> it might have been. But. Did you just be? Were you just more familiar with him as it went on, or you thought he's acting? Yeah, I think a combination. I was more familiar with him, but I also thought, like towards the end, his character arc. He had more to do. He had, yeah. Well, so was was that an incredibly sophisticated director point that I missed? I that doubt he it. was <laughs> he was meant to feel a bit staged um, and artificial at the start. Well, at the start, at the start, character. he's just a tracker, yeah, and then he well, finds himself yeah. like interwoven in the film. He has more to do. And yeah, his character's view is like this is just another white person taking advantage, and, and he's playing a role. And the dialogue so, and the so, dialogue reflects that. And the first half of the film, he was meant to be playing a role, and that was my criticism: was it feels like he's playing a role. Naive me didn't realize exactly he was playing a role, and so he. He was meant to be playing a character who was playing a role. Aren't we all exactly playing a role? Well, not indigenous men in more white society. And so that actually came across brilliantly. And then by the end of the film, he enlivened himself and enriched us all. <laughs> Let that sit there. So we've done the character part. What's what's next? What else have we got? Are we doing the rape count? Oh, wow. Can we yeah, not? Like we could. Can we not? <laughs> Look, I think, I think it's it's uh, it would be remiss of us to. Oh, that's, that's an intelligent 
<laughs> to just uh, sweep over the the obviously impactful scenes within the film, um, the horrendous scenes, like do multiple we, rapes. The we, film is inherently about rape. There is the rape of the every, land. Every, the people well, in the film is that yeah. So every scene involved with like. You know, every negative... It's not just people being beaten. It's not people being murdered. It is women being raped. And, and it's... Obviously, it, that's a choice. It desensitises you to in the sense that, like... They introduce a new character and she is immediately raped. It's like when they find that Aboriginal woman with the child and he just, like, grabs her by the hand, brings her back and, like, gets the rape approval... And they're raping it, you know, kind like the next scene. Kind of relieved the kid doesn't die more than yeah, else. like yeah. That, I, I felt like that in certain scenes. Too. I'm like, I'm like, it's like with that that him. little kid that he shoots at the end. The whole film, the scenes with him when he's explaining to him about the gun, and like, I'm just like, what is going to happen to this kid? Because yeah. it felt like it was going to be more than him just dying, you know. And so when it wasn't more than him just dying, it, it was, was like relief. Well, yeah, we, we like, were you okay with he that? He shot him, I was like, fuck, thank God. <laughs> yeah, if the kid killed someone, it's like, God, no. It's like, yeah, he's another I thought the kid was going to shoot thing. someone, shoot an Aboriginal. And, and none of that I happened. thought they were going to so, have the kid so rape someone. Yeah. Was this yeah. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Well, it, it hinted at that. Yeah. It fucking and, hinted and at so that. if we had that scene, maybe that would be, maybe that would be something. But instead, no, the villain just did what the villain saying, always did. Are you saying he was bad to the very end? That's not what I said. I'm just saying that the villain did what the villain would expect it to be doing the whole way through. And never had a scene where I was like, oh. I don't think you. I don't think you. So it's the only redeeming quality of the lieutenant that he had ambition. No. The, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've had this yarn on the pod. Do you want to have your discussion about the sort of the simplicity of the villain's motivations? Well, I just. I mean, or like the simplicity like, of the villain's like, I agree that I agree that's what even more simple than just having a villain that's super evil is having a villain who's a bit contrasted. Like, oh, is he evil or is he this? But like. The yeah, villain, played out these the days, villain the... was just yes, exactly. At at no stage did the villain do ever than the most weakest, most villainous act. So well, the first like three or four minutes, you're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just beers with the boys. He seems like he's building industry, and, and he's, he's like, over. he's all like, it's, I mean, no, he doesn't, but he's kind of like, you know, is he, you know. Could we? You think he's a gentleman was, for two was, was the whole plot, the whole Hobart Launceston rivalry that the rest of us aren't across that was clearly driving this film? Yeah, maybe this is a very Tasmanian clearly, film. This is a Tasmanian centric film. But I just, I mean, I suppose it's easy for me to criticise the villain. What more could the villain have had to make him better? I'll leave that with you, Zen. I don't, I don't think he needed anything much more. Like he was, you were happy with how basic he, he was. Yeah, it was kind of just like a lieutenant in a, a, a colonial. Like shithole town in the middle of nowhere. Like he was complaining about how like there's nothing out here. Yeah, I'm doing nothing. My life's nothing. And he's okay. Just so like, so, he's, got, the, so he's, he's in that setting. He's got a little bit of power. He's just like, and he's a bad person. Okay, so the basic setting led him to then, be a basic person. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can and live then with that. It's a bit just like okay, well, if, if you put a bad person in that position, it's going to do bad things. Yeah, and okay. you become a worse person. That's compelling, I suppose. Yeah. So, I think I just I just don't really know what you're proposing. Like, did you want him to have a love interest and have like a soft side and have like a woman that he protected I, or something? I wanted him like, to. This is what they were at this time. I wanted him to, oh, in oh, some oh. way, justify other than through villainy his actions. I wanted him to say, "Oh, I'm doing." He thinks this he's because, doing the right thing. But, well, I wanted him to tell me why he thought, other than personal ambition, why he thought he was doing the right thing. I wanted him to say, "Oh, yeah, but I'm killing them all for X reason." Well, and then I could sit there and go, well, "So you wanted the fuck. SS officer to tell you 
the overall thing. I did, yes. Yeah. I, I, I Not I just kill that. the Jews. Yeah, yeah, like, what's that. the what's I, the backing? I needed the party line. He yeah. Gave to, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He gave that line about like shoot. Not everyone wears. No everyone flies a flag, man. <laughs> shoot my property. I'll do what I want. Well, yeah, okay, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just raw. But, but, but yeah, but and he's just I like, needed so, more than that. Okay. But like, Doesn't the market say that people do, aren't intelligent? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're yeah. Right, True, so it was just a capitalism film. Not what I'm saying. He was flying the capitalism party line. Okay. No, just, okay. I just think it's like, it's a it's a weird pretense to start from, to like take a step back from the film and, and just be like, the character must have had a motive and been like more be complex than some, how it yeah, was presented. I mean, you're right. There's, there's nothing to say that he had to have that. I would have liked it. Okay. I, I felt like it would have made the film a bit more deep. But, but maybe okay. maybe I was supposed to realise that hu- that particularly in this context they were shallow, and as Zan said, it was a shithole town and there were shithole people and they treated other people like shit. I've got maybe a, I was wrong a lot. Connor's gonna take. I've got a little slurp there. I'm going. Just can we, can we have anyone by Dan talk? For oh yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> so, You're really Connoring this podcast. <laughs> so I want to just point back to a particular scene and 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 how I think it was you know. Um, a, Influential in the take in my in my viewing of the rest of the film in the sense of there's that scene where she's asleep and uh, they're both asleep and that guy comes across them and he's like, "Whoa, what do we got going on here?" Which yeah. wait, which one's this? It's like sort the, of, it's sort like of t- yeah, like they, they just wake up. There's like an outlaw pops up and uh, oh yep yep she I goes to yeah, 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 yeah. and they like bail. And you know it's it's very and then from that point on I noticed that it's very much. I mean, obviously, there's not a whole lot of wilderness in Tasmania other than the wilderness. But what? it's very... Sorry? Yeah. As in... It's nothing but wilderness <laughs> in 1825. No, no, but I mean, uh, there's not a lot... You know, there's no bears, there's no lions, there's no tigers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And oh, it's, it's very... There's it's Tasmanian very, tape. <laughs> it's very reminiscent of, say, you know, those... They did, but those <laughs> films where you, they're out um, in a similar time period in the African savannah and there's, you know, they're being come across by lions or things like that. And it's interesting that in this film... The true sort of predators like of the film are mm-hmm. obviously mankind. Oh, yeah, and I wonder what. Good take. Good take. I'm dealing with this take. No, I, I like that. And I want. I don't want to get your opinions on whether. <laughs> I <just think laughs> <you> don't. So <laughs> the film is obviously betraying the fact of like, this is like animalistic behaviour. Like mm. people are literally murdering and raping everyone without consequence. Without regret, and it's every single person you bump into. Every like, single person is willing to what kill her. What are you her, doing out here by yourself? Her, yeah. Hunt yeah. Her, and what are we saying is, you know, is this, is this, this is, this is only in the, in the 19th century. Are we saying that we're only 150 years from this. digress from this? Is yes. This, is this just this fact of frontier life in the sense that when you're outside the scope of law, people re- re- um, revert to this? Or is this something that we as a society have evolved part of? And this I'll, is something I'll, that still exists in some places in the world. Yeah, I'll pick up this hot potato and try and cool it. So effectively what we're saying is, is the, the very basic point of that you know history is written by the victors and that the white male culture that was clearly the victor was as animalistic as a well, well that's perhaps unfair but was very animalistic and but isn't that contrasted but isn't that contrasted by the ultimate superiors in the film in the sense that that captain who visits them is clearly not um he's clearly not supportive of the uh hedonistic Let, yeah let's dive into that the, all of the sides. So yeah, what's what's neither what are the, the neither are the top shelf blokes at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, 
I, I agree. There is this not, dichotomy between the officer That's deliberate. And that's deliberate, though. The officer and no, gentleman I, I agree with Carl. It's deliberate. I think, I think the captain at the start. That's, let's go over to the captain at the start. So, he's clearly an important, important plot point. He's a vital plot point. And, and what is he? Is he simply to, to say the baddie's a baddie? Or, or is he simply a plot device to say, fine, go off and sort yourself? I mean, is that all he is? Is, I he think simply, no, I think is he simply saying, Baddie, if you want to go run and give us a film for the next 90 film minutes, you go run and give us a film for the next 90 minutes. That's well, it's almost, like, it's almost like he's but, saying, not every fucking town in this colony is run like yours. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is going on? Your troops are drunken and shooting every night. You've clearly got broads coming in and out of your room. You think, I don't know what's going on here. Like, I think, I think he is the symbolism in the sense that... So it's not... My opinion, my and my take of the situation is that it's not that humanity as a whole is only 150 years away or only a certain step away from being this animistic nature. It's that society itself and the fact that we as human beings align ourselves in society is the security, is the uh, systematic, you know, protection of people and protection of vulnerable people. And it's only the fact that where you step out of line, where you're literally four days over a mountain range that people can't cross without indigenous trackers, that the wilderness really takes over. And that mankind in the wilderness, absent from society, um, can act like this. Whereas society itself is not, it's obviously not built on that way. So that, that's a complex take. Probably too complex for the time we have left. So the only thing that stopped the white... Awful males from being animalistic was the indigenous trackers that kept them on track. <laughs> no, society. Like a laugh. Society. The, right. uh, society. The combination of people together um, for. Okay, so is that is that because the because point? if you if the animalistic nature doesn't benefit anyone, they'll be because the animalistic nature doesn't benefit anyone. At the end of the day, you might be stronger than the person you come across today, but you might not be stronger than the person you come across tomorrow. So, at the end of the day, it's safer for everyone to um, have the greater society. Strengthen those boundaries and, and put social contract. Place. Social contract. Social contract. Okay, that, that, that takes pretty complex. Might be time for a sequel. We've only got a few minutes left. So, what do we think of the ending? The the indigenous actor feeling himself of or character feeling himself of, of war scenes and going off to war's end. Did you remember? Yeah, like that. Well, when when it became obvious that the um, the female lead character wasn't going to get her vengeance and like that. What did you think of that? What I, did you? I did, you I, like, I did like that. So, like following her uh, initial vengeance on that one guy who did the thing. Um, and then the subsequent like four or five dream sequences where he's seeing, she's seeing her dead family and then also seeing him and they're like, and they're saying the same thing. So to me, that was her being like, these people are now like victims of the same fate. They're like, like in the same position. And like, I don't want to be doing any more of this sort of like killing anything. So I thought it was good for her that the, the, the remaining murders weren't done by her. Yeah. Um, that being said, I don't think that those two characters could have been left alive without their comeuppance. Like, that just would have been wildly unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. There were, as you said, just pure shit through, like, from A to B, just the worst characters they possibly could have been. And we really just needed them, you know, to get their comeuppance. So I really enjoyed that the, um, Billy got, you know, got, got his moment of just like, you know, stepping in, taking over, these two going out, you know. Enjoyed it. Liked the ending. Stephen, thoughts on the ending? Stephen pretty much covered it. Yeah, I agree with his takes. I don't really have much more to add to the ending. I thought it made sense for her character to finish where it finished and for his to finish where he's finished. Are you saying that 
Indigenous people can't take the high road with them or something, do they? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. Absolutely not. No, look, I think... Um, I think... That's what you're trying to say. I thought... Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought I liked the ending. Uh, part of me wanted her to... Um, to definitely just to shoot him um, a couple of times throughout the film. Uh, certainly in that moment where she's on the bluff and um, she has the shot. And... Is that a metaphor that she was on the bluff and she was bluffing? No, I think that, that, that <laughs> yeah. demonstrated where, like, the development in her journey. Huh? Like she'd now come to this point like, yeah, I don't want to keep killing people. Yeah, yeah. You um, ignored that, so it's fine. But ultimately... Um... Yeah, it was quite general in that so sense. So why did you hate the ending? <laughs> No, I enjoy. Well, I don't want to corrupt Connor. No, no, I, look. I, we to already be honest, have. <laughs> to be honest, the ending was the ending wasn't my, wasn't my favorite part of the film. Um, and I, I, I look. I thought it accomplished what it wanted to, but I did. Look, maybe I'm just not. Maybe I'm just not as in tuned. Um, with I, th- I think I, it, the film definitely transitioned from the perspective of Irish convict. I think to. It was more, so it was obviously more about the Irish convict in the start, and I think it almost transitioned to to more story of Billy in the end. And maybe I just wasn't, I didn't have enough time to because we'd started with her. I feel like the ending was very much about Billy, and I feel like I wasn't across his story as much because we started with with Claire. Mm. Um, and so I think it's, I mean, I think I think it was it was interesting that they decided to do that to sort of to have this transition in focus. Um, but it left me as a viewer not being a hundred percent sort of. Do you feel like you would have, that problem would have been alleviated if she had killed them, or if it had left without her killing them? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But then you have the but then but then Billy's character is certainly less is um, less important throughout the film. So I thought um, that um, Billy's character was informed by those other scenes where like you like you initially walk past those two hanging black men and then you have the. Um, the woman who gets raped and then like the uh the the killing of the, the, three, the ones in the and the chain stuff so you can kind of just take those experiences mm. and when what he's saying about like the white man's done this to my family he's done this oh, to my so, yeah i, mean, I understand, kind of, I understand it entirely um, yeah. i think i was just a bit thrown by the by the transition um in focus because i think ultimately it became a story about him really yeah so i mean it went from being a plot where the central protagonist kind of is the, the star in the last few scenes to the sidekick became the star. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it subtly built up to it, particularly the death of Charlie, which kind of, at that point, Billy decided, man, this is my story, this is my time, this mm. is going to be my death. That's why I took the film up from a four to a six, and my rating is a six, and you're right. Wow. Yeah, wow. Just give me no chance. Just throw that out there. Yeah, wow. Uh, a four you're giving the film up. a six. You're giving the film... You were going to give the film a four before some indigenous you're guy giving, died. Well, you're giving okay. a base, basic action plot that says... Oh, Danny, you're oh, no, you're, da- you're oh, done. You, no, we're on to Zan's oh. rating. We're on to Zan's rating. I, I, thought, I thought the film was great. Uh, there's not many films I see that have those moments of impact. Um, I thought the story was great from start to finish. I thought the character's development was great. I thought the film techniques throughout were really good especially in those dream sequences oh, just got we haven't spoken about the scenery the, we don't really have enough time the cinematography the cinematography Tasmania scenery go to Tasmania if you haven't the, the establishing establishing shots just phenomenal throughout uh, 7 to 7.5 I'm somewhere we'll give us the ratings then 7.5 because okay, fuck right. you. that's an 8 for me Oh, I think 
Script. And this is coming in, so you chose this film, but you haven't actually seen this film. Before. No, I think script. He's just, he's just I think script great. was amazing. <laughs> I thought the acting was great. Um, the script was good. Yeah, I loved how they used the historical narrative, but like really ingrained it with like really deep and um, interesting characters. The film made me feel things. That's how I was judging them. What did it make me feel? How did I? What was my emotional response following the film? I've never felt some of the things that I felt during that film, which happens to be some of the brutality, which Dan would be would call simplistic. But to me, that's an eight. Uh, personally, I think um, I would give it a look. I want to say seven point two five, but I don't want to go. I don't want to go that deep. Point two five. So I'm going to give it a. No, you give two yeah. I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to give it a seven. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, boys. Well, thank you for picking out. Uh, how, how, how do you read the crowning stuff? Oh, the crowning's are crowning. Yeah, I bet they Yeah, were. the context for this podcast is it's 1pm and Dan's had six cr